friends uh let's see today on the podcast we are going to be learning klingon via duolingo um it's not quite a game but it's a gamified language learning system ah does that count it doesn't matter what you say i'm gonna do it um there were i put up uh a little like a little mini poll um, actually, it was a message in the Discord, and there was a... I said, so... I'm gonna take the time to, to quote exactly what I said. Um, just as soon as Discord opens up. Here we go. Hey, folks, if I did some episodes of a Duolingo course, would people want to go with... Klingon is super hard to learn, say, use joke language. Esperanto, an easy-to-learn-say-use language that's for real. Vote now on your phones. And uh, so we have Troy and Skeleton House uh, voting for Esperanto. Thank you, Troy and Skeleton House. And uh, we have Kai and Bill voting for Klingon. So... So... And... uh, Okay, so Klingon is a language made by Mark Okrand. He's kind of a, he's a, I mean, I don't know him personally. I would say in interviews and videos, he seems like a nice guy. He has a positive vibe about him when he is presenting and talking about things. Klingon is... Uh, sound-wise, supposed to be, it's like intentionally as alien from any Earth language. He particularly, like, there's a there's a chart you can get if you're a linguist, and it's got, like, basically all the sounds on it that languages contain. And he picked pairs of sounds that don't normally appear in the same language. And uh, if, I, if I can find the video for it, I'll put that in the, in the description. Um, and so it sounds kind of horrible and the grammar for it is equally like intentionally not easy to go with um because it's supposed to be all alien and stuff so it's supposed to be very foreign from any earth languages but the thing about learning languages is that the more distant a language is from the languages that you know the harder it is to learn um and so it's it's a notoriously difficult language to learn because of this. It's also a difficult language to learn because the vocabulary for the language is really quite limited. And because it is a language that shows up in Star Trek, the vocabulary has a lot more to do with warp cores and phasers than it has to do with things like tables and chairs, like in a household. So... Um, over time, Mark Okrand puts out some new Klingon words every year. Um, 
and you know he he still talks about Klingon. Uh, he's he's been um, at talks and stuff. He actually was at a talk at uh, at the university in my town, and he was basically like, "No, don't don't actually learn Klingon, folks. I don't I don't mean for you to actually learn this language. It's it's interesting from like a, like a linguistics perspective and like a world building perspective, but I I don't expect you to to learn Klingon. Um, but here it is on Duolingo. So we got we got a tie vote uh, between Kai and Bill and Troy and Brett and uh, Troy and Brett. I really like you guys. Kai and Bill, I like you less. Um, but I'm willing I'm willing to go with the vote. If I if I hadn't intended to go with the results of the vote, I wouldn't have put up a vote in the first place. So. Uh, Jeff, who I think Jeff didn't react, or maybe they did react and then they, they took it away later. Um, because it's definitely three for three in, in the Discord. Uh, Jeff Ekman... No. Yes, Jeff Ekman. Um, from, from the No One Can Know About This podcast. Also put in a good word for Discord. Uh, or for, for Klingon on the Discord. Uh, but they, they said it in the chat. They don't have a, a reaction recorded on the um, on the vote, so I, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna actually you, you gotta lock in your vote, Jeff. Jeff, who knows about vote locking in? Everyone knows about locking in your vote, but Jeff didn't do that. So uh, we're gonna call it only a tie. I will do at least some opening Klingon. I plan to do this more than once. If it goes well, if it turns out to be fun, then, then we'll do this more than once. And, uh, hmm. Do I need my headphones on? I don't, I don't want too much, because it, it makes sound in addition to me talking. And I don't want to have too much crosstalk, but I don't think we'll have too much crosstalk. But actually, I'm going to get my headphones anyway. Um, just, just to be sure. I'll just cut out this little bit. All right, here we go. Uh, so, where was I? Oh, yes. If this goes well, then I intend to do some more of it. I don't know how much Klingon will do. Um, if it goes, if it's fun to do, but I'm not having fun with Klingon, then we'll just jump on over to Esperanto. I've done Esperanto before. I've done a large... I think I did the entire tree of Esperanto. I don't remember most of like the last quarter of the tree. Um, but I reset my progress in both Esperanto and Klingon. I've done one or two languages of one or two lessons of Klingon before, so I, I I know enough to know that this language spits in your face all the time, and it's just like you want it to make it easy. No, that's not what we do here. Um, do I have any other interesting things to say before we start? If you're not familiar with Duolingo, it's broken into these, uh, I guess they call them skills. And so we're going to do the sounds one skill. There are multiple lessons in a skill, and then it gets up to level one. Once it's level one, you can go to the next skill, or you can keep doing lessons within a previous skill to increase it. The maximum level is level five in a skill. So... We're at least going to get level one in sounds. That will mean 
that we have learned all the sounds lessons. And after that, it will start sort of looping through and just reviewing the different sounds lessons. If we feel confident with the sounds, other early skills are basics, dialogue, sentences one, vocabulary one, pronouns, and prefixes. All of those seem like fun things. My voice could be slightly louder. Hmm. P.S. Hello. Yes, hello. Hello, Dan K. If I put the microphone in a more central position, it looks like that's a little bit better. It's like it kind of moved at an angle, but I guess it's a few inches shorter to my face. A little louder. Okay. Uh, well, Dan K, today we're learning Klingon. I guess now that there's a viewer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop dawdling and get into it. So uh, this is Sounds 1. Oot. Oot. You can boost it in OBS in the advanced settings. Oh my gosh, advanced settings, advanced audio properties. Uh, the mic is at 100%. Oh, oh, so I can set it above 100%? That's 120. Is 120 sound okay? So, uh, write this in English. Uh, it's an apostrophe Ooh. U-T. And if you, if you mouse over a word, it'll tell you this is the Klingon vowel U. Uh, which is, in English, we would write that generally oh. with a letter U. Uh, and then I'm supposed to click on the little, uh, the Klingon vowel U. There's little word bubbles, and you click the word bubbles to form the sentence. Um, ot. It's very simple at the lowest levels. So, ot. 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 And now, so this is the Klingon vowel ot. Ot, ot is ot. The, the vowel is ot. I guess we're not going to call it the letter A. We're just going to say it's the vowel ot. Oot. Ot. It. Oot. Et. Alright, so the Klingon vowels. Uh, let's make sure we get this order right. Oot. Ot. Eat. Oot. Et. Um, so that's fun. I don't... I'm sure there are languages that have... There are languages, let me put this, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm sure in sort of an abstract way, there definitely are languages that have different numbers of vowels. Um, but, uh, so like in English we have long and short vowels. Um, in Japanese, there are five vowels and they have, a, there, there's not long and short forms, there's just five vowels. Uh, in Esperanto, there's, is there five vowels? I think it's five vowels, six hat letters, and 28 letters total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm sure there's languages with more vowels, but I don't, I don't know much more than English Esperanto and, a, and just, just a tiny smidgen. Like, I know the, the alphabet of Japanese. Or the, the, the sound bet? The kana? I can't even read them anymore. I took Japanese 1 in high school, so I, I remember the non-literate parts. It. So, uh, this is a, like, pick. There's, like, four options, and then what did I hear? So, I'm going to play it again. It. And if you heard number one, it, then you're following it. along correctly. Uh, there's also a can't listen now if you if you don't want to do sound lessons. Oot. 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 
So that's an oot. So so here the vowels are spelled apostrophe ut for oot, apostrophe at for at, apostrophe et for et, apostrophe ot for ot. Interestingly, uh, eat was apostrophe capital it um, because in Klingon the spelling is the the capitalization is fixed and some of the letters are just uppercase just just to mess with you again because klingon is not oh duo the little owl mascot jumps in from the corner and says good work let's make things a bit harder this is the hard exercise write this in klingon the klingon vowels uh oot it so uh the klingon vowels u i a o e so oot it's it. at oot oot oh now see here's here's what i'm saying um there's a lowercase i and an uppercase i and this is they're it. gonna they're gonna ding Ot. me if i don't it. use the uppercase i because capitalization is fixed all the time so this is another hard exercise. Write this in Klingon. The Klingon vowels. Ot, at, at. Oh, oh, there's two readers. It. It. It, it. Ut. Ut. Et. Et. It, et. Okay. Uh, so we're going to continue... All right, so we have part of sounds one filled in, and then we also have phrases. Uh, I didn't see phrases before, because the, the, the first row, they're, they're kind of in a vertical listy thing, but sometimes there's two on the same row. So the sounds one and phrases are next to each other. Just gonna take a small. Now let's see, so, okay. So if you click on sounds one, I can click either start or tips. There's also key if you want to get a harder lesson and pass all the way through an entire level all at once. Um, and we might do that later as, as a review step. But when, before, when we don't know about them, we're not gonna try and skip past. But there is a tips option. We're gonna click on tips. Uh, okay, pronunciation lesson. Uh, there's some Klingon writing, which I can't pronounce yet because I haven't read the rest of the um, where they're about to tell me. Uh, and apparently this translates to activate communicator. Let's see. We're excited to bring the language of the future to your primitive techno technical devices. This unit will teach you the sounds of Klingon. Don't worry if you can't say or hear them perfectly to begin with. Keep practicing and you will get it. Well, that's nice. That's encouraging. More encouraging than Klingons usually are. This unit is not teaching regular words. Much as the English letter H is an Ach or hach or y is way or w is w and here they're they're sort of they're having the the printed letter itself and then they're having like the automatopoeia of the letter um which is really hard to express when you're when you're reading it aloud but that's what's happening there uh klingon letters also have names the vowels are called at et it alt ut the consonants add a to the consonant sound uh so m is called may English sounds like my. Tl is clay. Translate those as the letter A, the letter M, the letter tl, etc. Okay. The Klingon alphabet is, and I'm just going to read the English names here because I. Oh, actually, no. Actually, I do know how to say it. So we're going to say uh, A, Bay, Che, 
de et que he eat j there's a j i don't know how we're pronouncing this j yet uh le me ne ge ot pe ke ke there's there's a lowercase q and an uppercase q again just cuz just because we're there you're getting messed with the whole time um re se te clay uh oot ve we yay and then there's an apostrophe which signifies i mean i i know a little bit so so that we don't we're not there yet but it signifies a glottal stop which is um in english the glottal stop sound is when you say uh-oh that that pause in between the first and second portion of the word uh-oh that pausing if you said oh as as one thing it'd feel it'd feel like you said it wrong you have to say uh-oh and 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 have that pause in there that pause is the glottal stop um so it's it's a thing you don't pronounce yeah yeah um but you have to you still have to do it properly but like you're not you're not making a sound you're halting your sounds for just a moment so the Klingon alphabet is all that. Note that case matters. Many letters are always lowercase, even at the beginning of a sentence, and some letters are always uppercase. Many le so so obviously, if lowercase q and uppercase q are distinct letters, you couldn't change the capitalization of them. Otherwise, you'd be changing the letter itself. The only problem where that is a problem is pull. TLH is a single letter. If you capitalize the T, T is also its own letter. L is its own letter. And then I guess H is always capitalized. So so there could be some confusion there. There could be some confusion between the Qs. Um, there's GH and just H. So so the G could be capitalized, I suppose. Um, but like the W could be capitalized or not. It, it wouldn't make a difference. Note that E which is capital I versus L, small l. The second has a small curl at the bottom in Duolingo's website font. Yeah, um, Mark Okrand, good, good plan of you to make uppercase I and lowercase l both be in the same language in a way such that in fonts that wouldn't come out until 10 or 20 years after you invented this language, it would look horrible. So... Um, I'm sorry, Mark. Points off for not having the foresight to understand the technology um, of the future. Sorry there. Actually, what am I talking about? They had fonts in the 80s. I'm sure Mark Okram would have known that a capital I and a lowercase l would have looked bad. I mean, on a, on a so he made this on the set for Star Trek III. Uh, it was when Klingon was first being worked on. And in, the, in this context of a movie set, you're using like a typewriter font for the script so maybe it looks less bad on a typewriter font thing like a courier new type like but still pretty uh, questionable questionable decisions alien i suppose it is alien pronunciation letters b l m n p t and v i'm gonna say that again b l m n p t and v 
are said as in English, but B, P, and T should always have a puff of air, even at the end of a word. So, pay. Not bay, pay. Bay? Hmm. Pay. Hmm. I don't. I'm not sure about this puff of air at the end of a word. I will, we'll have to see some examples. Vowels each have one pronunciation. Uh, a as in father, so ah, ah, ot. E as in ten, so n, et, n, et. I as in it, so eat. Uh, o as in bowl, ot. Oo as in the oo in pool, oot, oot. Uh, I is uppercase to remind us that it is different from the pattern of five vowels we often see in foreign languages. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Mark? The the I that is uppercase as in it is exactly like the I in Esperanto. It's exactly like the I in half of all English eyes, it's not that different. We don't need to capitalize that I. I'm gonna make a language called Better Klingon and it's gonna be just like normal Klingon, but it's gonna have sensible capitalization. Everything will be lowercase, except uh, one of the Qs will become a K instead. W and Y are as in English at the beginnings of syllables. At the ends, they form a combined sound called a diphthong. At the end of a syllable, W sounds like U and Y sounds like E. So PA sounds like PAO and PAY sounds like PIE. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was reading those like English. So so PAW sounds like PAO. So, so the W at the end makes an ooh sound. So P-A-W is pow. Okay. Okay, that's like, uh, Esperanto has a letter like that. Um, and P-A-Y sounds like pie. Uh, cause, cause Y at the end sounds like a double E, like an E. Uh, pie. Okay, so at the end of a letter, a Y sounds like an Esperanto J. I can kind of remember that. And, and you know, we'll be practicing here. I, it says 24 minutes on this recording. I'm definitely going to go for at least an hour. So even once I read, there's a few more paragraphs here. Um, ch is said as in church. Never like an English K or sh. Never like a German, Scottish, or Hebrew ch. Please note that ch is a ch is a single Klingon consonant. Um, again, better Klingon would just use uh, hat c. Uh, the 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 c the the accented c letter in Esperanto. We would just use that letter, and then it would be very clear. I don't I don't like any of this nonsense how there's like one letter, but then actually it's spelled with multiple characters. No, no. J should be said hard like the beginning and end of the English word judge. Never the softer sound from French. I don't know what French they're talking about. Um, 
Okay, so ja, 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 judge. R is not usually said at the roof of the mouth like an American R, but with the tip of the tongue behind the teeth like a Spanish R. Ah, ah. I don't speak Spanish, but I'm gonna go with it. Ah, I'm putting the tongue behind my teeth. At the, it's not not the roof of the mouth. Ah, e, e, ah, e, r, r. That doesn't quite sound right. Okay, but we're gonna try. Okay, lowercase q sounds much like the English k, but from the back of the throat. The q does not include the w sound as in English words that begin with qu. Even when q is followed by u, the two sounds do not blend. The Klingon word cool, fire, sounds like the English word cool, but with a stronger k sound. This is different than the letter capital Q that is explained below. Um, so, so Q-U-L is a k, k, like a K at the back of the throat, k, and then a U makes an O sound, and L, I think L was on the list of language of letters. Yeah, L is it like in English. So Q Q U L is cool. But with a stronger C, it sounds, yeah, so it sounds like the English word cool, but with a stronger C sound. That's, and we kind of got it right. This is, uh, let's see, capital D in Klingon uh, sounds similar to the English duh, but said at the tip of the tongue further back in the high roof of the mouth and is capitalized to help us remember the difference. Uh, g, g, um, damok, like that. Isn't that a good? Isn't that a good? Uh, a good Star Trekky word to have when you need a word that starts with D? Damok. Uh, okay, so S, and again S is capitalized, is similarly said with the tip of the tongue further back in the high roof of the mouth. It winds up sounding a bit like an English sh, but should never be said like an sh. S is also capitalized to help us remember the difference. So. Oh, I'm getting. I'm gonna get spit all over my screen here. Oh man, I don't. I don't even know if that registers on the mic that well. Ng, ng, is said exactly as in English, but English speakers are not used to it at the beginning of a word. Put the rear of your tongue to the roof of your mouth to make this sound. Please note that ng is a single Klingon consonant. Ng, ng. Uh. I've heard the ng sound in some African languages, I believe. If if um, if my my experience hearing characters speak African languages in American movies is accurate, and I'm assuming that they actually do use you know the language correctly most of the time, uh, I've heard the ng sound before in said languages but yeah i don't it's like fishing it's not even like fishing anyway uh gh is pronounced at the top of the throat with a raspy gargle or purr and a voiced vibration in the throat please note that gh is a single klingon consonant <laughs> oh that's that's the gah sound uh h capital h is said in the same position as GH, 
but without the voice vibration. It is similar to the CH heard in Scottish, lock. Hebrew, I'm not even going to pronounce that. Maybe Jeff Ekman can tell me how this is pronounced. This is L apostrophe C-H-A-I-M. Ulchim? Oh. Uh, and German Bach. Okay, well, we can all say Bach. He's a That's a famous, famous German-English word. Um, though it is usually said a little further back and a little stronger than those sounds. It is capitalized to remind us not to say it like the weak, the weak English H. When you see the lowercase H, it will always be as part of one of the consonants. Uh, C-H-G-H or T-L-H. Let's see if I can pronounce those. So C-H is a ch. As part of the consonants ch. Goch. Goch. Or tu. So this is capital H is like a uh, capital Q combines the lowercase Q sound and the cap and the uppercase H sound. It should start with the throat closed like you're gonna make a Q, but then explode into a raspy H type sound. Oh, let's try that. Um, oh, that's I don't like that. TLH, which again I think is pronounced TL, is another sound not made in English. It explodes like a T, but out the sides of the tongue like an UL. Note that this is one consonant in Klingon and is the only time you'll see a letter, see an L, lowercase L, without at least one vowel next to it. Okay. Okay. The apostrophe marks a sound we do not make in English. We usually don't mark it in English. In Klingon, it is a full letter, and leaving it out is like missing any other letter from a word. We call this... Okay, folks. Okay, so this is a Q-A-G-H-W-L. So, lowercase q. Lower q is a... Khag... We call this It is made by closing the throat and is called a glottal stop. It's the stop between syllables in the word uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. That's because that, that's like the default explanation. I didn't know that they were going to talk about uh-oh here. But that's like the default explanation for glottal stop in anything ever. Like on Wikipedia and all the other Duolingos, all that. Um, you may notice that you also close the throat at the beginning of uh-oh and all English words that start with a vowel. Klingon, uh, age sounds exactly like English edge. Oh, hey, I kind of got it right. Edge. Apostrophe E-J. Edge. Okay, so we know some pronunciations vaguely, like academically we read it. We haven't made most of the pronunciations. We did do the Klingon vowels. So I'm going to hit start lesson, and it should put us into the next lesson. Chai. 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 Okay, so this is the ch sound, and because it's a consonant... Chai. Yeah, it's it's ending with I. So the Klingon consonant ch. Check. Yai. At. Yai. Yai. Alright, alright. Uh, let's see. The Klingon letters 
So that's uh, Y-A-Y. Yai at Yai. Jai. Jai. The Klingon letter got consonant. J. Jai. Y. Y. Alright, the Klingon letters. Uh, so that's a W and then a W. Jai. 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 I hope you're hearing that. Alright. Jai. Alright. Alright. Uh, so this is the harder one. So it's not it's not saying it out loud anymore, I guess. Uh, the Klingon consonants, uh, J-C-H. So we got J-Chay. Chai. 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 And then the other one is uh, J? Jai. 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 Chai. 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 Jai. Chai. Okay. Uh, and then we got the Klingon letters W A Y. So Y. 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 Okay. And then at. 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 Y. At. Yay. Yai. 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 Oh, cause it's cause it's different. It cha- it changes sound between the start and the end of a language. Uh, the end of a word. Okay. Here's another thing that is ridiculous about Klingon. Um. If you have a actor in a scene and they're attempting to say this ridiculous alien language that they have no experience saying and they say it wrong, but the director says that they need to go to the next scene, then what happens is you, the language consultant, go back to your trailer, and now whatever was just filmed becomes canonically true about the language, and you have to change your language design to match the problem in pronunciation that the actor had while they were playing a Klingon character who was supposed to be a native speaker. So, like, whatever they said on screen is taken as fully fluent Klingon, because these are supposedly fluent Klingon characters. So when the actor makes a mistake, that immediately backflows onto what the language maker has to do. Um, Yay. And, and so so parts of Klingon are accidentally irregular because of actor goofs that they couldn't do a reshoot on. All right, so that's it for this cycle of the sounds lesson. We're at two out of five. Um, if I... We, again, we're at the main page. We can do tips or start or key. Um, if I did tips, it's the same page as before. There's not a different tips for every single stage. Um, Rai. 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 Um, so the Klingon consonant R. Uh, Rai. Dai ot chai. Now, I, can you hear that difference between the D sound and the previous R sound? This is this is the D sound. D D O C D O C H. D O C H. Die, ot, chai. So ot we've heard before, and chai we've also heard before in the last lesson. The new one is die. So 
you're going to say it with, with your tongue touching touching the top of your mouth. Gai. Say a D sound, but don't let the tongue kind of move away from your mouth. And so instead of D, it's Gai. Instead of Dai, it's Gai. So the tongue is kind of blocking the sound from getting out of your throat. Makes it kind of weird. So that's, um, let's see, the Klingon uh, letters D... O-C-H. And remember, D is capital. O and C-H are both lowercase. Kai. Kai. This, no, so this is the... Kai. This is the sound of the lowercase Q. I'm going to play it. Kai. Kai. All right. Um, so that's the Klingon consonant and then a lowercase Q. So... Kai. Kai. Kai? Kai. Kai. Oh, so it's so it's less raspy when it's lower Q. Kai. 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 You just you the minimum amount of rasp. Okay. Kai. Well, Kai Lee is getting some dividends. I'm finally saying their name At in the language. Yai. Okay, so this is uh S S A S A Y? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the whole thing. Shy, at, yai. Shy, 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 at, yai. All right. So the Klingon letters, shy, 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 at, yai. At yai. Shai at yai. Alright. Shai. I hope you heard. Shai. Shai. This is one of those what do you hear. It's it's hard to convey the what do you hears, but because obviously whatever you heard, if I say, you know, did you hear Che, well then you're gonna be like, oh no, I didn't hear a Che. Um Alright, we're on to the little harder portion. Uh <laughs> so so if you mouse over the Klingon consonants part in the lesson normally if when you when you mouse over a word it will sh or like even a, like a collection of words like maybe two or three words in a row that sort of form a phrase then it will show like different translations uh, in Duolingo for the translation for the Klingon consonants so the, the English says the Klingon consonants CH capital S if you hover over the Klingon consonants it says just write letter names don't translate this part um, so that we're in a, we're in a little portion at the start here where the uh, the Duolingo expectations for how you communicate a language lesson to the user um, just don't match up with what we want because like so du Duolingo was originally intended for English, French, Spanish, and German. Um, English English speakers could learn French, Spanish, and German, and French, Spanish, and German speakers could all learn English. Um, and since then, they've expanded it. Now you can get Arabic, you can get Navajo, you can get Hebrew, you can get Japanese, and so forth. But it's still fundamentally kind of originally on English, German, French, Spanish um, expectation in sort of the way things work. So it doesn't... like, And there, there's a similar thing like... Um, I've taken the, I've looked at the early parts of the Japanese course before, and 
in the Japanese, you have to spend many lessons learning the 57 hiragana and katakana. Um, and it's... Uh, the the software isn't really intending for you to have doing that, so it's it's kind of awkward. But once you once you get onto actual words, we'll we'll see that it's not not so bad. So so we are at the Klingon consonant C H and S. Um, so that's uh che and che. Shy. Shy. Chai chai and shy. 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 I'm chai chai. I'm I'm kind of confident about shy. I'm a little I'm a little less confident. Shy. Shy. Okay, that's one of those words where you're supposed to be touching the top of your, uh, uh, the top of your mouth with your tongue as you say it. Uh, so here we have Q A R. So, uh, Kai, 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 Kai. Okay, Kai, Ot, and then Rai, 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 Kai At Rai, Rai. Right. Um. Okay. Lesson done. So we're three lessons done out of five. Uh, let's finish off sounds one, and then we can do some phrases. And once we're at level one in sounds and level one in phrases, we'll call that good. So uh, next part of sounds. At yai. I'm gonna play that again. Chai at yai. Chai at yai. Uh, the Klingon letters Chai is the capital H. At is a lowercase a, and yai is a lowercase y. Chai. Chai. Uh, oh, uh, the Klingon consonant ch. Uh, nai. Nai. Uh, the Klingon consonant n. Well, n. Nai. I guess we. I guess we're supposed to pronounce it nai. Even though it looks like an n, we would pronounce it nai because we mean it to be the Klingon version. Nai. Oat. Nai. Nai. Oat. Nai. Oat. Uh, so that's the Klingon letters. So this is the NG and then an O. Nai Olt. Nai Olt. That's right. Hi. All right. So this is actually where it gets hard because there's the HAY and the GHAY. And I think it's, uh, I think it's the HAY. Hi. I think uh, I could get this wrong. Hi. Yeah, there we go. Uh, write this in Klingon. So we have a capital H, and that's a chai. Chai. And then GH is a ch. It's sort of a lower. Chai. Sort of a ch. So let's hear it. So the H. Chai. And GH. Hi. Okay. And it's, it's a little subtle. We'll get used to it. Uh, Klingon constant is this is N. So that's going to be Nye. 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 
and then ng which is this one guy 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 i think it's good when i so it's it's been a while that this has been i think it's technically still in beta but when they first added it um they only had one reader and the one reader hadn't even read all the different lines so they like sometimes you just wouldn't have sound i think it's really good it seems like they've got at least two guys and a lady and maybe three guys so there there's a the diversity of different people reading um and that it's sort of selecting different people each time that we're hearing a particular sound and the different pronunciations so i i like that a lot it's a really good improvement so good work to the duolingo klingon team for getting those additional stuff all right so here we're at lesson uh four out of five on sounds one we got one more sounds and then we can start doing phrases Oh, I I read it wrong again because it's a because it's a capital I instead of a instead of an L. So I thought it was kagwo uh, with an L, but it's kagwit because that's a, that's an I on the end, and I I can't tell the difference between a capital I and a lowercase L in this font. Maybe maybe Duolingo, you should use a different font. I don't know. I just... I'm sorry. I hate corporations so much. Because they bring out the worst in humanity. Um, so we got... It... 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 I, there's no apostrophes here, so I think it's Klingon letters I. Is I think what they want me to say? The, uh, apostrophe I apostrophe. There there isn't an apostrophe. Report. Uh, something else went wrong. Chai, at, yai. So this is a capital Q. Let me play it again. Chai, at, yai. All right. So uh, the Klingon letters. This is capital Q, and then A. At. That's the. That's an easy. At is pretty easy. We've been able to get that one every time. And then yai. Yai. If you said why, you're correct. Chai, chai, chai. Um, so, let's see, the Klingon letters, so, I'm gonna play it again. Chai, chai. So it's a CH for chai, and a TLH for chai. Lai, at, yai. So it's an L-A-Y. Let's say it again. Lai at yai. So yai we're getting used to. And lai isn't hard to hear either. L-A-Y. Fly. Fly. 
Cly. Cly. That's right. Cly. Cly. Ick. Uh, so... Here... We have some options. I'm going to play that again, because I think it's, uh... Apostrophe IQ. Ick. There's kind of an aspiration on that. So I think it's the capital Q, because it's uppercase and lowercase Q. I think it's going to be capital Q. Ick. Yeah, there we go. And then now Duo says, your hard work is paying off. Let's continue. Sure. Sure. Uh, so my options are J-A, J-A apostrophe, C-H-A, and C-H-A apostrophe. I think that... I'm going to play it again. I think it's the version with the apostrophe, with a with glottal stop on the end. Sure. All right, I'm going to guess the version with the glottal stop. Sure. Yeah, there we go. Can we... Oh, we can't play the other version. All right. Carwit. It. Carwit. Um, if I If I type use keyboard, I can put... Apostrophe, I, apostrophe, kind of like it says. All right, well, that, the... It says you missed a space? Yeah. It wanted me to type... It said... Yeah. The software is all messed up here on this particular question because of how Duolingo soft interprets answers. Um, ah, and to celebrate our one crown, let's uh, let's do a quick drinking song. Everyone loves a good drinking song. I hope you do. Alright, so we finished the sounds. Now our sounds is one is level one, which gets us one crown. And we have one crown in, in Klingon. Now Let's get to some phrases, because this is really what you wanted to learn, right? Some Klingon phrases. Uh, we also have a tips. Let's go to the tips. Hello and welcome to Duolingo's course in Klingon. We would like to tell you hello and welcome in Klingon, but as you will see, Klingon does not have equivalents to those words. Klingons tend to be very direct and rarely engage in conversation simply for the pleasure of conversing, making superfluous many of the pleasantries we are accustomed to using in English. In this unit, we will focus on getting you using Klingon right away by introducing useful phrases that you can memorize. The grammar for these phrases will be explained in future lessons. Okay, so we'll learn how to say stuff and part of it. It's just going to be magic, but we'll find out later. In case you skip the sounds unit to dive right in, the following are some important notes. Case matters. Many letters are always lowercase, or some are always uppercase. Pay attention to E... Uh, capital I, uh, so we're saying this, uh, the capital I as said in Klingon would be eat. Pay attention to eat, capital I, versus le, uh, 
small l. The second has a small curl at the bottom of Duolingo's website font. Again, if you have to put in notes that two letters look too close to each other, maybe for that course you should just put, you know, a separate font. What is it, one line of CSS? How hard could it be? Uh, let's see, so we have Nukne uh, and Nukchatl. I hope I'm saying those right. We'll, we'll find out when, when it's like said out loud. Nukne is a truncated form of Nukkane, meaning what do you want? It is a common misconception that this is Kling, the Klingon word for hello. In fact, Klingons have no word for hello, which is a stupid phrase. Like, at your, oh, they're big warriors. They don't say hello or whatever. But, like, any language is going to eventually form a word for hello. Like, like, we don't have a word for hello. Hello is itself a word that is, like, a shortened form of how do you do which is like a variation on the phrase how are you doing so like english doesn't have a word for hello until suddenly it does have a word for hello a few hundred years later so like fuck that noise and you should know better mark actually i don't blame mark on this one i blame the stupid script writers who at some point wanted to put in their script oh klingons don't have a word for hello because they're too hardcore warrior people fuck that noise um, if a Klingon wishes to say something, they'll walk up to you and say it without wasting time, as they see on idle chatter. Okay, so a warrior society with songs and opera and sacred rites and holy texts and legends doesn't have idle chatter, right? Right, of course, of course. Nukchatl uh, is a translated form of nukdachatl, uh, meaning what did you say? These phrases are special exclamations and not grammatically formed questions. Uh, not grammatically formed questions. Okay, so they don't, I guess they just don't slot into larger phrases, but that's fine. Kaplah! Klingon for success. This word is often mistranslated as goodbye due to the fact that it is often heard at the end of conversations. In fact, Klingon has no word for goodbye, but kapla is often used either to congratulate somebody on their success or to wish them success in the future. Uh, video. Kovar, also known as the Klingon teacher from Germany, has produced an informative video about the words Nukne and Kapla, available in both English and German. All right, well, let's see. It's two minutes and 42 seconds. I think we're gonna watch it, but we're gonna watch it after we read the rest of what's on this Duolingo page, but we'll watch it, don't worry. Okay, verbs. Klingon verbs do not have tense, past, present, future. So a verb such as yaj could mean understands, understood, or will understand. They do have aspect, whether an action is completed or is continuous, but that will come in later course. For now, 
Translate verbs as non-continuous forms, such as he walks or he walked, not he is walking or he was walking, until the continuous aspect is introduced. In grammar, a subject is the one doing the action, and an object is the one the action is done to. Klingon verbs show the subject and the object of verbs by means of prefixes. The most important verb prefixes at the beginning of the course are G, uh, I is the subject and no object, B, U is the subject and no object for one person, V, I is the subject and he, him, her, he, him, her, it, them are the object. So, so G is when I'm the subject and there's no object and V is when I'm the subject and there is an object. And then B is when you are the subject and there is no object. And da, ga, 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 da, da, is when you are the subject and you have an object for one person. If the subject is third person, uh, he, she, it, they, and has either no object or a third person object, then the verb has no prefix. With the exception of they, they hyphen him slash her slash it. I don't know what that what they're attempting to confute to to explain here, which you will learn later. So a verb such as yaj can mean he understands, she understands, it understands, they understands, he understands him, her, it, them, she understands him, her, it, them, they understand them, or in the same in the past or future. Good. Love me a love me a word that means a lot of things. Uh what I want you know what I want? You know what I want, friends? Do you do you know what I want, friends? Friends, I want a Duolingo course that teaches Guawuld. I want the Duolingo explanation for what Cree means. I don't want to hear Daniel Jackson tell me that it has a lot of meanings depending on context. I want to hear Duo the Owl, tell me about what Jaffa Cree means. And I want to know, when they shout Jaffa Creomel, what does Apophis mean when he shouts Jaffa Creomel? That's what I want to know. Uh. Do, 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 do. Because of the verbal prefixes, the subject and or object does not have to be included as a pronoun, and subject or object pronouns are often left off. Okay, so that's like, um, I'm sure, I'm sure I've heard of, I'm, I'm blanking on which language does that. Is it Spanish? Is it Spanish where you can just drop the... I think it's Spanish because Latin does it, and so Spanish does it because Latin can do it, where you just sort of drop your pronouns everywhere because you don't need them because the verbs are conjugated enough. Let's see. Torg and Mara. In this unit, you will meet Torg and Mara. They will appear in many sentences where a name is useful. Later on, more names will appear. Good warning. Torg is male and Mara is female, though the fact is not important to Klingon grammar as there is no separate words for he and she, and no different verb prefixes or suffixes depending on gender. Interesting post 
sexist society detail and language detail if only they didn't have an incredibly patriarchal uh, society as presented in the TV show where women cannot inherit or do anything and cannot be the head of a house. If only that hadn't been a plot line, then this cool bit would hold more water. Um, but no, they're all warrior bros, so it has to be that women are second-class citizens because... Fuck you, Rick Berman. I, there should be, I want someone to write me like, like a poem. I think a poem, yeah, a poem feels like an appropriately length document. And I want the title to be Fuck You, Rick Berman. And I want it to just be a poem about how bad Rick Berman was for, um, Star Trek as a setting and how much he did things that were not good to the people and environments around him and how much he has not improved people's lives but in fact detracted from their lives. I think that that could be an interesting poem. If I were better at writing poetry, I might write that poem. If you're good at writing poetry, consider attempting that poem. Uh, joining nouns with and without and. Nouns are joined with j, which comes after the nouns, as in Torgmara j, Torg and Mara, or Holpong j, the language and the name. If there is no j after nouns next to each other, the effect is similar to possession. Mara Pong, uh, Mara's name, Klingenhol. A Klingon's language, or the Klingon language. That's right, friends. It's not the technical in-language pronunciation of Klingon. is actually not Klingon. It's Klingon. Um, but the Federation, <laughs> the joke, or whatever, is that the Federation can't pronounce it properly. Um, similar to how, like, Japan isn't called Japan uh, inside of Japan. Um, it's, well, there is actually, there's multiple pronunciations depending upon region for the kanji that form the name of the country, but generally it's pronounced something like Nippon. Um, and so we call that country Japan because, um, the first people to write about it in the West were people that were, the country was named by Chinese people to Western explorers who then kind of heard it wrong and wrote it down as Japan. Uh, so, so Nippon, if you play telephone with it, turns into Japan. And Klingon, if you play telephone with it, turns into Klingon. Word order. Klingon word order in a sentence may seem like the opposite of English word order. First comes the object, if any, then the verb, then the subject. So a sentence such as Mara Lit Torg means Torg sees Mara. Um, computer translations. You may be tempted to use computer translators like Bing. Just don't. The quality of Klingon machine translation is almost always very bad. Don't report sentences from there. I like how they have... I like that note. That note. Don't tell us we're wrong when you use a computer translator. 
That's a wise precaution, my friends. Okay, and now before we do the next lesson, we gotta go back uh, to that YouTube video that was uh, linked to, I'll just dump the whole audio file in here, and then I'll also put the link in the description if you wanna see. I I really like the the costume that the guy has. He's it's like a, look like a Klingon in a business suit. It's It's great. Hello, my name is Liva Litar. I am the Klingon teacher from Germany. And welcome to the first Klingon lesson of the free-to-play browser game Star Trek Infinite Space. I would say hello in Klingon, but as most of you would you know, Klingons don't say hello. They don't say goodbye, they don't say thank you, they don't say please. It doesn't mean that Klingons are unpolite. Klingons are just very direct. On the other hand, if you really need to say something, you can say Nuknech. Nuknech means literally something like, um, what do you want? It means if somebody comes up to you and um, wants, doesn't say anything, well, you can just say Nuknech, which means, what do you want? And the other one can just say, state his business and say what he wants. Then, when you're finished, you can just go away. The Klingon will understand that you're finished when you go away. If you don't, well, maybe you have heard the word kapla. Kapla means literally success. It's not goodbye or hello, how are you? It's just success. It means when somebody's leaving, you wish him a lot of success for the upcoming battle. For this, you take your hand, make a flat hand, slap it to your shoulder and form a fist. And then you say proudly, kapla. Kapla. Pay attention to the first letter. It's a k sound. It's much harder than just a K, so don't say K, don't say kapla, say kapla. Then next, the last letter is a very abrupt stop. You have to say kapla and not kapla. Okay? So, I wish you a lot of success learning Klingon. May you learn Klingon proudly. Back Klingon hall, the hot judge. Kapla! Okay, and now back to the course. Nuknech. I'm going to play it one more time. I think I heard it, and I think it sounds like how I've been pronouncing it. I'm going to play it one more time. Nuknech. Nuknech. All right. Nuknech. Nuknech. Uh, and that's what Nuk do you want. Nuknech. What do you want? So. Okay. Nukjak. Nukjak. Jak. Nukjak. 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 And that's. Nukjak. What did you say? What did you. Say? Mara. Mara. Mara is just Mara. Yajbet Tor. Yajbet Tor. Um, Torg, and this is some sort of Yajbet. Yajbet. So we have Yaj, and that's understand. We heard about that before. And then has B E apostrophe on the end of the word. 
which I guess is negation because the translation is does not understand. So Torg does Torg. Torg does not understand. There we go. What do you want, Torg? Options are Nukne uh, uh Luktanich Klangon Pro E Nuknech Torg. Uh, so what do you want, Torg? Would be Nuknech Torg. Actually, I, I don't like reading all the options. I think we'll just read the answer. Yeah, that's probably better. Um, let's see. What did you say, Mara? So that's, uh, oh, that's the other one. Uh, so N-U-Q-J-A-T-L-H. Nukchach. Mara. Mara. Uh, Torg does not understand. So this is that Yajbe uh, Y-A-J-B-E apostrophe and then uh, Torg is T-O-R-G-H Alright. Uh... So I can go to more dictionary. Uh, okay, type in Klingon. So if there's a dictionary and I can type in Klingon or English, oh, and I can just get a word. I can just get a word list. Um, et ot it ut at. Uh, note that eat is it's it's written wrong because it's not preserving capitalization in this word list program uh so this is basically useless um good work duolingo uh so the dictionary lets us type in klingon or english and then it will translate it it's limited to stuff that we've covered so far which makes it potentially more useful I don't know if it's more or less useful that way. Uh, oh, and then there's like an events thing. Okay, let's go back to phrases. There's a, there's a second phrases lesson before we're ready. So let's start. Klingon pu yaj mara. Klingon pu. Klingon pu. Okay, so Klingon is is a Klingon, I think. And pu apostrophe is a suffix here. And it says the translation is the Klingons, with an S, with a plural. So Apu uh, might pluralize it. We'll learn. Yaj. 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 There's a there's like a little bit of delay when you mouse over a word, and when you take your mouse off the word, it doesn't stop the playing, which means that if I do this. Klingon poop. Mara. Yaj. Klingon. Yaj. Mara. You just get a whole bunch of nonsense. So Mara, Klingampu Yajmara. So that's uh, Mara understands the Klingons. Nook. 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 What? Chol Vijat. Chol Vijat. Uh, the Hol language Vijat. I speak. Hol? Hol. The language, a language, language. And Vijat? Vijat. 
Bijak. Uh, I speak it. So I speak the language. I speak the language. Divi Khol Dajak A Mara Divi Divi Khol Dajak 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 A Pa Jakra Dajakra Okay, so one thing I learned once when I did the Pimsler tapes for uh, it was like the first Pimsler tape for Haitian Creole, uh, of which the entirety of that I remember is uh, how to say, excuse me, madame, which is, excuse me, madame. So not very hard to remember that one. But the, a trick they taught is that if you don't know how to say, if you don't know how to pronounce a word, then start pronunciation from the back of the word and add syllables on to the front rather than trying to go from the front forward. Go from the back toward the front. So this word that I'm having trouble here with, which I'm going to mouse over. Dajats. Ah. So we're going to say ah, and then we say ah, uh, and then I still don't think I'm quite getting it, but I'm closer. And so is uh, English or or Federation Standard. Do you speak Mara? Okay. Mara, do you speak English? Do you speak English Mara? Well, I'm going to report this and say my answer should be accepted, but whatever. I'm not going to. Sometimes you just got to accept that Duolingo is going to be picky about how it uh, accepts, a, accepts an answer and then remember it. Because it'll ask you the same question again in a second. So, do you speak English, Mara? That's Torg. Of course. So, is definitely, is certainly, uh, Pong dodge at Pong dodge at Uh Torg is certain Torg is certainly his name Kapla Batje Kapla Batje So Bach Batch Bach Batch Bach it's honor and J. J. J is is and we learned about J. Uh, so that's uh, success and honor. Exclamation mark. Pong och page. So that's pong. Uh, 
Was that? Pong. Och, page. Och, page. I think there's a glottal stop. And then O, capital H. Pong, och. Pong, och, page. B. B, E, J, apostrophe? I don't know. Oh, if I hit use word bank, so pong. Pong. So that's O, uh, glottal, O, H, B, E, J, but no, uh, no apostrophe on the end. I was close. Divi hol dajat a mara. Let's see. Do you. Do you speak English, Mara? Let's make sure we capitalize English because sometimes it is picky about the spelling and sometimes it's not. Okay, do you speak English, Mara? All right, we now have sounds level one and phrases level one and two crowns and um. That was stupid. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it, friends. It doesn't. It doesn't sound good. In fact, I'll go so far as to say that it sounds bad. I don't. I don't want all those glottal stops in all my words. And uh, so I don't think that we will be returning to Klingon. Uh, our next episode will be Esperanto focused. And if that goes well, maybe we could do a lot of Esperanto, but uh, maybe we'll just do one Esperanto, one Klingon, one Esperanto, and then, you know, call it, call the joke played out. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Until then, uh, we got this closing out song for you. And uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. I hope that you all enjoy it as much as I do. Banda Shoja duro ya ja keo ya ja keo ya ja keo mata dudu jidak
Viajar